0: she's talking to the demoness when they're getting attacked <laughs> and the demoness is like, oh, we're waiting for the males to save us. And so she says, <laughs> yeah. I think I just vomited a bit in my mouth. It <laughs> was just, this is quintessential Chrisley Cole heroin right there. Like, just, Yes. I'm not waiting I- for the males to save me. and welcome back to Romance and the Monsters. I'm Em. Hi, MS. I'm Seth. And this week, we read Kiss of a Demon King by Cressley Cole. <laughs> I almost forgot her name. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're just forgetting names left and That's right. That's blessed yes. me, Marge. Girl, can't forget I her name. I know. I'm not proud of myself <laughs> right now. Um, but I have an excuse, and it is that I'm very nervous right now because we have not talked about this book. I have made no, my feelings... No? kind of clear but kind of not uh, last week and now, i have and as now well I'm nervous i know because you haven't said anything Wait, who so both of you oh <laughs> yeah, no.
1: okay i mean last episode i was pretty vocal about my dislike for the book but you haven't heard my thoughts after rereading it like after 2 years
0: i'm scared <laughs> i don't i don't know if i want to do this <laughs> Don't be scared, don't be going Should we just gonna be okay. rip the band-aid off? Let's just do it. What? We know I love it, so what do you guys think? Do you want me to do the synopsis first and then we go into that? No, no, let's just... Let's, <laughs> let's, 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 we'll do the synopsis <laughs> She after. can't.
1: Marge can't handle the few minutes That's, I used to I explain the synopsis.
0: The suspense is killing me, literally.
1: All right. Did you
2: enjoy it, S? So, okay, moments. There were moments that I loved, and then there were moments that I didn't. It wasn't a bad book, but I didn't love it like I thought I would, like Kate's mm. book. I've tried so. really hard to keep it together. I know. <laughs> okay, go, Seth. What about you? Okay. All right.
1: So I think last episode I was pretty vocal about, like, what, like, I didn't like this book, and I think I'd given it a two-star the first time around. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't really excited to uh, see me going off on a full oh, No, go ahead. Year. Um, so I wasn't, like, too excited to start this book. I was kind of, like, dragging my feet because I was like, ugh, I didn't like this book. I don't want to read it again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but this time around, did I feel the same way? Did I not? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us. All right. I actually really loved it this time around. I'm not even lying.
0: I loved it. Really? It was so good. Oh, my God. My heart. (laughs) (laughs) I might go into cardiac (laughs) arrest right now. (laughs) <laughs> how long has it
2: been since the last time you read it your um review? I
1: can check but I think it's been like about two years let me check but you, it's
0: been a, like a we a while. have to say you were pretty rootless the first time around that you read these books like I've I've read some of your reviews and I was like shut up we stuff, don't talk about them her, I was such a, a bitch. couple years ago was not playing around <laughs> she, she, was, <laughs> no, she was she was not
1: <laughs> like
0: Teenage, was suff-
1: no, I wasn't even. Oh my gosh, I think I'm a teenager. What the hell? No, I mean early twenties, Safra. was
0: not cool. Well, we we love growth on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, life is all about growth and realizing, you know, things about yourself that might have changed, might have stayed the same. Um, yeah. in this case, I think I grew. <laughs> as a reader but I just I, really did I love
0: this. though that you you're like re-experiencing these books and sometimes your your, you know feelings towards them are pretty much the same but sometimes they're completely different and I think that's really cool yeah okay so I
1: stand corrected I read this I finished this book October 26th 2016 and I I'd given it a 2.5 stars Bam. <laughs> I was so ruthless. Do, do you want to
2: read your review for it
1: My review is so bad. It's so bad. Just do it. No, I can't. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and then we can do like a... But basically, what I was talking about was... um, I think I was like on a whole like power trip in the sense where like I was convinced that some actions that happened with Sabine and Rydstrom, Mm. like it wasn't consensual. And Mm. I mean like, you know, her tying him down on the bed. Like I think little old me, like 21 year old me just was like, yeah, it's not consensual. But like reading this book this time around, you realize Rystrom wanted that. He wanted like to be dominated but also to dominate. Well, and yeah. like it's just like, yeah, I mean like obviously the situation wasn't consensual, but like when he was into it, like, you know.
0: But also like it's fine to have darker books, especially in a series that's this long. Like I appreciated the fact that this book was not as funny. There are barely any mm-hmm. jokes, I I thought. Yeah. But I liked it. I liked how, how it was much more serious, much more dark, um,
2: yeah.
0: and because it fit the characters, right? Like, yeah. had this book been funny with a character like Sabine, it just wouldn't work. No, it wouldn't. Plus, like, the subject matter. I just, I, I really, I loved how different this book is from the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, usually you have, like, a series that's, like, super dark and then you have, like, that one random book in the middle that's, like, extra funny. Mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> just to get yeah. you through it. <laughs> yeah. But I thought this was like the opposite. Um, But I loved, I fucking loved Sabine as a character. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And I loved Rystrom, but like Sabine! She was great, yeah. Her character arc in this one, like, we've had, well semi-villains. You know, if you think of like Conrad, I guess. We've had semi-villains in this series, but She's like the first villainess where yeah. she actually starts pretty dark and you see her fight her way. Like she's she doesn't wanna get like good. Like she doesn't want to become a better person and she's like fighting mm. it, but at the same time you're like, no girl, you're gonna you're you're getting like you're yeah. becoming someone really good right now. Yeah.
1: But it the just... thing for me I found with Sabine was, like, she was actually funny, too. Like, she was oh, making yeah. me laugh quite often. But and this even, book it did not, have humor. It was all
0: sarcasm, though. Yeah.
1: yeah, she was a very sarcastic heroine. But also, there were still moments where I couldn't stop laughing despite the situation. Yeah.
0: It's just... It's the best trope when you have a villain that's becoming good despite themselves. Like, they do yeah. not want it, but because they're put in a situation and mm-hmm. they start caring about other people. Yes. And I love that in this case, it wasn't just Rystrom. Like, she actually started caring for these people, like the demons yeah. and, like, his kingdom. And, and eventually she's like, well fuck man (laughs) how did I how how am I here right now defending these people (laughs) yeah I'm supposed to not care about anyone but myself and I love how she
1: like reluctantly started caring for that little boy puck like it was just so funny to me yeah
2: where she grabbed him by the by the belt after
0: he was saved by the dragon yeah
2: and dragged him I love that but he was so in love with her
0: yeah, I have a quote about that, which it's kind of early on to, you know, might as well go <laughs> pull for it. out the quotes, but like whatever. <laughs> you know um, what it, it, just do whatever at this yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's Rystrom that says, though she acted as if she didn't care for Puck's company, Rystrom had spied her sit on a bench and pat the space beside her for the boy to sit. He'd also seen her brush Puck's hair out of his eyes. Each time, she seemed uh, to startle herself, glancing around guiltily, as if her kindness was improper. In her old world, it would have been. And I just... My heart. We love a redemption arc. (laughs) But, like, was it a redemption arc? I'm not sure. I... I don't know. I think
1: she, because she, at the end, spoiler, she gets her freedom <laughs> from Omort. Yeah. Um, I think it's, she gets to be her true self. And I think because she was captured, I should probably do the synopsis. Oh, but, but my si- God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> do the synopsis <at> the end. <laughs> but let me just finish my thought. But I think it's because she got her freedom, she could be who she was. And because, you know, she was so... Yeah. Um, into it with a like she couldn't really escape him no matter what she did she could kill him well no she couldn't kill him but she could like do it her worst to him but like at the end of the day she was still like his prisoner and she had to do whatever he wanted so yeah yeah that's so, my
0: thought sorry for ba- being really messy this episode so far yeah. <laughs> we're, we're going back on track blur yeah what is this book about <laughs> all right so people are like who is who is sabine <laughs> Who is this book
1: even about? What are you like, talking They're probably about? like, which book is this? Um, okay. <laughs> so Kiss of a Demon King is Rydstrom and Sabine's book. We know Rydstrom as Cade's brother, the rightful king of um their demon realm. And Sabine is a sorceress. They called I think they call them sorcery. Um anyway, so she is a kick ass, badass demon what, not demon woman, but she has power. She's like a a sorcerer, but like I don't even know how to describe her. But, anyways, this book starts off with her. I think it was a clever way of doing it. It started off with um, a way of getting Sabine's past and, like, you finding out that, you know, she's actually died a few times. Um, It was a really good way of, like, kind of getting readers to feel something for her that wasn't instant hatred because in the previous book, in Cade's book, we know that she had captured um, Rydstrom and, you know, she planned to, like, do a lot of stuff to him. Um so I thought it was a really clever way of getting us to somewhat feel something for her. Anyways, you find out that her and her sister are pretty close. Um her sister Lanthe. Um is that how you say her name, Lanthe?
2: Lanthe, yeah.
1: Lanthe. Um so she has the power of um opening portals and also of persuasion and Sabine has power like the power of illusion so she can make you see anything that she wants you to see. Um Anyways, we go off finding out that Sabine has this prophecy to fulfill, which is getting impregnated by Rydstrom, who obviously, she's his mate, Um, so she goes about it in a very interesting situation by kidnapping him (laughs) (laughs) and locking him up in his own dungeon, in his own demon realm. As one does,
0: as one does.
1: (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) He had lost it to Amort, which is, as we find out in the previous book, is the product of um of the previous vessel so he is um the ultimate evil and he had stolen the kingdom basically from Rydstrom, and um he needs to open up this well of magic in the demon realm and to do this he needs to make sure that sabine his sister that he's also you know in love with Omort oh, I'm talking
0: about. Um he decides. <laughs> he's so disgusting. Yeah. He really is. He's creepy. He's, he he's really so creepy. they're all his sisters, aren't yeah. they? Even even yeah. the one who it's has to be.
1: Hetia, yeah, is his sister. Ugh. Anyways, it's disgusting. But anyways, this kingdom that Omort has built is very ruthless and disgusting and just You know, it's pretty intense. But anyways, the whole prophecy was that the child of Sabine and Rydstrom will open up the portal, not portal, sorry, the Well of Magic. Um, And no one knows what it actually holds, but they know that once it opens, it will change the tide of the exception. Um, Rydstrom really does not want to impregnate Sabine because he knows her as like the sister of ultimate evil. He knows her as a sister of Amort. Um, And, you know, our man, Rydstrom, is very, very honorable and, like, (laughs) is, uh, you know, he sticks and plays by the rules, usually. Um, So, yeah, the Mm -hmm. beginning starts with more of, like, a will they, won't they? Like, will he give in to her body? Will he consummate their mating? Um, So, yeah, that was really interesting. But keep in mind, he was also chained up to a bed.
0: (laughs) I love how S and I are just smiling through it. (laughs) Just, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know where your mind is going,
2: Marge. I know where it's, I know where it's at right now.
1: <laughs> and through all of their um, bed play, we find out that Rydstrom is a very kinky demon. He is. Yeah. I loved it.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: What made him kinky, Marge? What
0: did he like? Oh, he was, he, it, girl. He was into the punishments. The spankings, right. he was into the, the chains, tizzy. he wasn't to pretty much anything under the sun, really. He, he <laughs> I, I, listen, Rystrom, man. <laughs> like, we he talk- was a shocker. We talked about how this was like a redemption story, if you will, for um Sabine, but what's interesting is that for Rystrom, it was like a descent into darkness. For the Mm -hmm. most part, like he he becomes darker and even by the end of the book, he's not totally backed himself. And I love that, like how circumstances in life sometimes just, you know, make you a different person and, and you have to change who, or you're so jaded or so, you know, things happen that just change your perspective on things and yeah like i just i love that for me though i took it um like his transformation
1: as like he's finally allowing himself to be who he's meant to be because from the beginning he's always said that he's wanted a female that fights back he wanted a female that you know challenges him not only like in the bed but also Mm -hmm. in real life um and he's finally allowed himself to have it and have like you know a woman that will you know someday give him children like it's something that he's always wanted but it's never been something that he thought he could have and not it wasn't in his end game his end game was always getting the kingdom and you know being righteous and being good but then he realized you know what You know, life isn't black and white I could be you know (laughs) the man that I truly am and also still fight for my kingdom.
0: (laughs) just living his best spanking life <laughs> oh
1: my gosh the spanking scene killed me
0: <laughs> for the first time someone promises a spanking scene and actually delivers delivers thank Enough. you yeah. Cole. finally
1: follows through so thank jeez. you
0: how many times is the beginning of this podcast have we been like you know yeah ha- have we Seriously? been told there's gonna be a spanking and then it doesn't happen i don't want to be teased like that jeez
2: there was a lot of teasing, too.
1: Mm-hmm. A lot. Mm-hmm. Um, should I continue with this? No, yes. I sorry. feel like we <laughs> went off on a tangent. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, anyways, finally we get to see. So I feel like from book one to book, I guess, six. This is book seven. Deb- depending on how we look at, look at it. Anyways, so from their books up until this point, we've seen the good side of the war, the good side of the accession, and finally we're kind of looking into the the bad side, like the evil side, um, called the Pravis.
0: Well, but that's because that's why last episode or when we did uh, Dark Desires at Dusk, I said mm-hmm. I feel like this part of the series is sort of opening the world to a different. Oh yeah. Um, era of the series if that makes sense like you feel like it's different now we're going somewhere else Um, yeah yeah and and this darkness is is part of it like how much darker it is and how you're really seeing the 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 sorcerers and what they can do and yeah
1: no uh, yeah and I think it's really exciting that we're able to see now both sides to it because yeah, we've only ever seen the Valkyrie, the, the good guys, somewhat. Yeah, the somewhat good vampires, or the light. Day, but in... I mean,
0: is anyone really truly really good in this world? I don't no, know, I know, but, like, I know. The ones you root for.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, um, but in this one, um, we see creatures that we've never even heard of. Yeah, and like they sound gruesome. I have a little synopsis. So this is what the Pravis basically is. Like, um. The most evil beings in the lore were gathered around it. dozens of breeds, the neoptera, winged insect like humanoids. I can't speak. Guys. Yeah.
0: Why am I struggling? have, so? a, have a drink of your what? tea. I was I was struggling too reading my quote. I don't know why.
1: I think it's because like its I feel like the sentence is never ending. <laughs> like it's just like insect like humanoids.
0: Yeah. Okay, anyways, just okay, let do it.
1: i want to read from the beginning this time, because now I'm realizing I'm saying it, and no one knows what it is. Okay. Okay, so the well. That purest power was strewn with grisly body parts. The most evil beings in the lore were gathered around it. Dozens of breeds, the Neoptera, <laughs> winged insect-like humanoids, the Alchemist, eternally old men with long, scraggly green beards, <laughs> the Serunos, ram-headed snakes like just these creatures just sound so like disgusting and like yeah.
0: Monstrous. otherworldly like
1: <laughs> okay i will say the insect like humanoids kind of like
0: brought me back to another book <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about that before. let's not yeah let's not go there <laughs> there's a book we read for the podcast um that we we won't ever release that episode no. because We were scarred by the book, to be completely honest with you. And it's, um, in case you're curious, it's Strange Love by Anna Geary. Um, Interesting novel. (laughs) It wasn't that it was bad. It was actually really well
1: written and I enjoyed, you know, the overall story. But I just, for me, I was more scarred about how alien (laughs) it was.
0: I mean, I kind of disagree with the story, like. No, I don't know. I think we all said like it kind of dragged. Anyway, this is not the uh, Strange Love podcast. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I mean, if you're curious for like an interesting,
1: like out of this world pun intended, um, you know, type of story, then maybe try it out. But for us, it scarred us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anywho,
0: <laughs> back to these anyway, insect. Looking like people.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, anyway, so the whole point of me talking about this was like, we finally get to see like different creatures and like what we are what we always read about. We always read about the werewolves. We always read about the vampires. But like now, like she's bringing in creatures that I have no idea what they are supposed to look like. Yeah. And I remember first reading this book, trying to search up what they were. And I think she kind of like made up these creatures because I have no idea. I've never like I can't find anything on them, like what they visibly should look like.
2: Like the demonic angels, the Reckoners? Reckoner oh right yes the Reckoners those were I, think I mean those, those were are firstly introduced right but they were firstly introduced in this book because uh, I don't remember those being introduced thus yeah I mean, yeah she, they
0: were they were she, first introduced in this book she had the she had the zombie lookalike people in the ne- in, in the previous one as well I feel like yeah she's definitely bringing in like newer species that you don't want to brute for whereas like before it was like oh vampires <laughs> Actually, give me a book with that guy. (laughs) No, it's like, no, ew, he fucks his sister. Like, let's not. (laughs) Okay,
1: ew, no. He's disgusting. And the fact that Sabine, you know, is like his epitome of, like, perfection and the woman he wants to make his queen. Yeah. She's his sister. And Sabine is thoroughly disgusted that this man, her brother... Yeah. wants her that way it's i mean and
0: that's that's Omart, but like the guy from last book what was his name he was he was he was doing a de- the deed with like oh. reanimated bodies like and, and they're Rude. brothers what the fuck is wrong with this oh. family yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what the hell <laughs> they're disgusting i'm
1: sorry like sabine and lanthi are the exception but like everyone yeah. else in this family is
0: disgusting Mm-hmm. oh lanthi gets a book huh I snooped oh, you... around. I snooped you around. You did. She gets a and did you find out who her man, man
2: was? The angel god. I'm intrigued. I really want to read. Yeah. You are.
1: What What are your thoughts about the Reckners?
2: They were interesting.
0: I don't have many thoughts other than yes. <laughs> That's my. I want to know more. <laughs> okay. I mean, I was intrigued because I I I read the blurb and it sounded like childhood friends turned enemies, turned mm. lovers, which is a great trope. I don't like childhood friends, but, like, if it if they turn enemies and then lovers, I'm I'm good with it. So, uh, okay. yes. Uh, you'll get that in that book for sure. I remember that book. <laughs> Can we talk about the fact that Lothair makes a comeback in this one? He's been um, gone yes, for, like, the first eight time. bucks. <laughs> You're getting
2: actual dialogue.
0: I know. He's, like, actually in the plot. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Tell me.
2: I'm intrigued. I want. I want to know more. I ended up. You know how um, we have our list at the end to rate everybody. Oh yeah. So instead of putting Lackley, I ended up putting Lothair, <laughs> and I went over. I was like, oh my god, wrong, wrong guy. Oh,
0: shit, I didn't do my list.
1: I know. I was trying to do it as you were talking, Marge, and then I realized I need to pay attention.
0: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> She's like, fuck what she said. These <laughs> are I'm more I'm important. Kidding. Yeah. ranking these people yes 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 absolutely you're right you're right I'm not even mad um Lothair I don't know he's still he's still a very intriguing character I was kind of surprised to see him Mm -hmm. come back in this book I wasn't expecting I, I don't know if it was mentioned before in the series that he was he had like he'd become like allies with um Omar was that mentioned before um, no,
1: but I think you are always supposed to know that he works for, like, the evil side.
0: Well, I just, I okay, here's the thing. I don't know how many sides there are in this war, because oh. there's so many species that I, I was kind of expecting him to be doing his own thing, which he yeah. is, like, he technically he is. is. He doesn't give a fuck about Omar. like, he's just
1: using him. He's doing whatever he can to further himself, like, he's a manipulator, he's a schemer, he's a planner, like... This book really cemented him, like, trying to plan things with him, helping Rydstrom and Sabina escape.
0: I wouldn't say that this book um, made him a dark character for me. It just made him a gray character. Like, you see <laughs> that he's... Because he ended up helping them, you know, so... But to help himself. Sure, he asked for sure. Anything. But he did do it. Like, that's kind of what I see as a gray character, is someone that will do the right thing sometimes for the wrong reasons, you know? Like He wouldn't have helped them if he didn't think he would get something out of it. Exactly, but that's the wrong reasons. Like, he's not currently on their side of the war. So, like, I I think that's interesting, but it definitely makes him gray. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Both there. We'll we'll come back to it. (laughs) Okay, he's pinned up there. I can't wait till you girls get to his webcam. But this is not just you, though. This is, like... I know. A fan favorite, so... I feel like there's more chance of us liking it because so far we've kind of loved different books. <gasps> I hope. I really hope. like I'm excited. S- I said favorite is the last one, right?
2: The Would last you, one. You,
0: yeah. You'd say that's still your favorite? Yeah.
2: yeah. And Bowen's book. Those two mm. are oh, the top. Bowen's right. book was really good. Yeah. I always forget about Bowen. No. How, the how hell do you forget about Bowen? He's a werewolf. That's. Girl, get out. <laughs> that's against Wow. I'm she sorry. discriminates.
1: <laughs> do you see that? <laughs>
2: Get out! I love Bowen.
1: I know I did love Bowen too.
2: I
0: mean, anyways, I loved him, guys... But like, what? Oh my god, we're all over the place. Okay, back to this book. <laughs> um, anyways, um, so
1: basically, we also find out. Um, I don't know if I mentioned not this done already. With the blurb. <laughs> no, I just wanted to mention this one thing. Okay.
0: The Go main, you know, the
1: main. The like, main climax.
0: Thing. Okay
1: um was just basically i don't know if i even talked about it but like um Omort has been feeding Lanthi and Sabine poison yeah yeah um and so this poison she they need to get regular doses of it or else they will die um so the whole time that she's with um Rydestrom, she's trying to get back to Omort so she can get another dose of the poison um but obviously she hasn't told Rydstrom the truth and Rydstrom just honestly thinks that she just wants to leave him Um, but, you know, closer to the end of the book, you realize that she's actually going through withdrawals, like, she's going to die. And then that's when we realize, you know, that it's, it's really bad. (laughs) Like, the situation is pretty bad.
0: Well, it kind Um, of, um, I, I liked the, the addiction aspect of this plot. It was definitely something we haven't seen before in the series. Yeah, Um, for sure. However, I did expect it to be I kind of felt like it was like it was it was mentioned in the beginning and then she Mm -hmm. would sort of mention it here and there and then suddenly it was like a major problem you know what I mean like we didn't really see symptoms of like oh you're but at the same time I understood it because that's how she explained it it's kind of like suddenly your dose runs out and you need another one like yeah so I, I I didn't like think that was a major issue, but I just thought it was kind of weird how it kind of switched on and off, sort of.
1: I think for in the story, um, Sabine thought she had longer. She thought she had, I think, at least a month before she needed another dose. Mm. So for her, it wasn't something that she was constantly thinking about. She didn't constantly think, oh, I'm gonna die tomorrow. Like, she honestly thought she had more time. So I think that's why which is very telling of
0: drugs in general, you know what I mean? Like, as time goes, you need more and more quicker and quicker. So that makes sense mm-hmm. of her still being, like, sort of sort of thinking that she still has more time. But, like, you've been on that thing for long enough that you probably needed a lot quicker. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Oh, I absolutely adored the scene where she wills rides right from the dream. And instead of, I, re- I fully expect him, expected him to have like a sexual dream, but turns out it's like he's a father and they have a kid know, and like he wakes yeah. up next to her and it's all like lovely yeah, and cuddly and I'm like, oh my God, trump come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was adorable and, and completely against like going the other way of what I was ex- was expecting from him. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean,
1: like, I think that brings him to, like, you know, you find out what he's actually, like, yearning for in life, and that's, like, a family and a sense of belonging. Like, he's been lonely for, like, over, like, a thousand years. I think it was 1,500 years he's been alone. And, yeah, it's just, it's so sad that, like, that was the one thing he desired most, but he thought he could never get it.
0: Yeah, and it's, like, he knew that he would find that with her. He just had to persevere.
1: Yeah, and he also like reached his lowest point where he really thought that he could only have that with her, and if she's if she doesn't want it, then you know he does he won't. It's not in the cards for him, and it's so sad. You know what seemed really broke me, and I was really sad was when he came into the room all quiet after she tried to escape to go to Alanthi to go back to Immort. Um, And then he tells her to just go. Like, he's giving up. And, like, it was so depressing because, like, you know how much he wanted that, like, how much he needed that family. And also for Sabine, she's never really had someone that wanted her. Like, you know, just didn't, like, wanted her in, like, their life. And she thought she could possibly have that with Rydstrom. And she didn't want him to give up on her. Like, who wants that? Who wants to be given up on? And, like, that was sad.
0: Well. (laughs) Like, it broke my heart. That and then for sabine when she's you know feeling the the effects of of withdrawal and like she's she's literally crawling on the floor to get to the sword because she knows he's going to fight olmore and she can't go or like whatever and she's I was like, "Oh my god, she's crawling on the floor to get to it because she knows he's going to die. He's about to sacrifice himself and she's like, no." Oh my god. <sighs> that was just great for a character development. I feel like that's the, the that's the um, the peak for her where you know, okay, she's yeah. she's fully turned now.
1: <laughs> it's not even that she's fully turned. It's like she finally fully let herself feel Something and feel vulnerable,
0: and and, and she's like, she's selfless. You know what I mean in the sense that yeah. she was she was doing this for him, not like she had no thoughts of herself. In fact, she was suffering in that moment, and she, yeah. still she was crawling for him. So,
1: and then look at Nick's coming in clutch. Like this girl has her shot of adrenaline <laughs> I ready to love go. Nick, Nick, she's so my her. favorite. Um, as you had said that you liked this book in parts. Like, oh, yeah. w- what did you like about it and what did yeah. you not like
0: about it? We are so messy this episode, why? I
1: know, Marge. <laughs> okay. it's okay. So,
0: so we're messed. at our most
1: chaotic Yeah, part yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: ask. Okay, um, so the things that I liked, I liked the relationship, but there were parts where the teasing, I feel like it kind of went overboard sometimes.
1: Well, they were um, edging each other to the point of no return. Oh yeah,
2: oh yeah. Um. The part where he... Where he hurts her, where he kind of just kind of lets himself go and go all demonic and like he hurts her. Like she's actually hurt and like it was her first time. Oh, when time she's she losing was in virgin. virginity? Yeah. yeah. I kind of went doing a little bit different. He didn't know she was I a dungeon, know, he though. didn't know. And she didn't say. No. Yeah, she didn't.
1: And like the she way, way she made him believe that she's like slept with anyone. Yeah, and, and he everyone. felt
0: really bad afterwards. He was like, why didn't you tell, tell me? Like I never would have done this. But also, he did warn her. Like, he did say, when when we go demonic, like... It's pretty bad. It is bad. Like, it was yeah. bad even for... um, What's his name? Cade. Cade. It was bad even for Cade.
2: And then the relationship with Cade and... Was and different. Rydstrom. Yeah, and, and it got me thinking with... I remember, I think it was you, Mars, that mentioned that it has to do with, like, perspectives. hmm And how... Cade was thinking a certain way and I was kind of against Rydstrom in the last book. Yeah. And I got mm-hmm. to see all of that, you know, with with the way that he kept blaming Cade yeah. for losing the kingdom. You know. Yeah. And then it took him a, it it took him a while for him to kind of realize like it wasn't really his fault. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: Like he had to come to terms with that and I I love that Sab- Sabine played a big role in that in making him understand he was going to die had he gone Mm -hmm. no matter he would have died they were waiting for him so the fact he didn't go and then you would have lost not just your kingdom but your brother as well like Mm -hmm. it's actually a good thing he didn't go and and I like that it it wasn't you know that it took him a while like he he it took him a while in the book to actually realize that and come to terms with it and
1: like for him yeah I think it took him a while to like come to terms with it but he also had always said he never hated Cade oh and he never. like he loved and it. like I think when he says that was I a love drag- you to, he even says I yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I know I have it God. saved but it's like
2: <laughs> I'm sorry
1: <laughs> <laughs> no I love I loved to strum in that moment but for me it was like yeah he never hated Cade but like he let Cade believe that he hated him And, like, it's honestly, obviously, yeah, of course, you know, it was because he felt guilty, um, you know, that that happened. And also, like, I feel like that was a driving force for Cade because he wanted his brother. He wanted to have a relationship with his brother. But, like, at the cost of his female, that's what happened. And, like, you know, Rydstrom in this book, he realizes the struggle that he put his own brother in with, like, you know, making Cade having to give up his own female and Rydstrom even says himself, he's not strong enough to do that. He would never be able to do that. But, like, for me, it was that that misunderstanding that, Kate, I don't hate you, but I'm not going to say that to you until, like, you, you know, we talk about it. But, like, I'm not explaining it well, but, like...
2: <laughs> I, I get it. I get what you mean. I didn't like
1: that he let that misunderstanding be the driving force of their fight for their kingdom.
2: Oh, another thing that I kind of, that it, like, that bugged me... Was when um, they were out camping and I think it was after their bath in the river and he ended up throwing her, her head thing. And I think like her Her head protected her neck, her neck. He threw it out and I, I hated him for that because that was something that. That protected her, you know, that was that was kind of like a... But then
1: once he realized that she actually worshipped the gold and it was important yeah. to her, he hated himself for doing it and promised in his head, not to her, that he would buy her all the gold that she could ever yeah. want.
2: But that moment where he threw it out, I was just like, you asshole. And he's like, you're going to depend on me basically to protect you.
1: Yeah. That's,
2: yeah. Well, yeah, that was, and, uh, like, that was a, a moment like, right I... there where I'm just like, no, Rai right,
1: yeah and Sabine was such a strong character and she never depended on another soul like maybe her sister but that was it and like for him to put that on her was seriously awful well
0: heck there's a part where um she's talking to the demoness when they're getting attacked (laughs) and and the demoness is like oh we're waiting for the males to save us and Sabine (laughs) says I think I just vomited a bit in my mouth (laughs) just this is quintessential chrisley cole heroine right there like
2: yes i'm not
0: waiting for the males to save me when she
2: mentions too that i think when what's her name the demoness i I don't know dorinda 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 when she tells a little boy puck like you shouldn't fight and you know and he's like don't listen to her like you have to fight you have to learn how to fight to defend yourself yeah and it's true no
1: and i love that chrisley cole put that in there in the story because I feel like we're so used to her heroines being so strong and being so, you know, um, fight for themselves type of woman, And, like, I love that she's got to see that not all women are like that. And, you know, people live pretty interesting lives. And I love that she stuck to her guns. And, like, we're telling people, you know what? Like, fight for yourself. Fight for who you are. Fight for what you want in life. And, like you said, she told Puck to do that. Obviously, Puck didn't understand her. Um, But she, like... She kept to herself. What also killed me, though, was when they put her in, like, a dress and skirt. Like, some, like, frilly type of outfit. Like, that was not to be... About the girl
0: wearing pastels? Yeah. Yeah. The sorcery (laughs) fashion is the best. It sounded so awesome. Like, spikes (gasps) and diamonds and golds and headdress and just... Absolutely like killer awesome. eyeliner. Oh, heck yeah! Like m- makeup to the gods and just high heels. I don't know, she didn't mention high heels, but like I was imagining them. <laughs> oh, yeah, say there's no uh, like way she would boots. kick you dead with the heel of her high heel. Like she would yeah. literally use her foot and like impale a motherfucker. <laughs> That's Sabine to a T. Um, but can we rewind a little bit? Because. Sure. I just want to say that um, when it comes to, like, Rydstrom, like, uh, um, essentially, like, throwing her headdress and, and, and such, I mm-hmm. actually applaud Crusty Cole for having her characters do hateful things to each other sometimes. And it's not like they do it on knowingly, but, like, they do it because they're they're hurting and mm-hmm. they want to hurt the other. Yeah. And so I just think that that's so realistic because even though we'd like to think we're all good people and we, mm-hmm. we're we not like, you know, we wouldn't do that, you know, but we would. Like sometimes yeah. we're just so mad yeah. that you want to hurt the other person. And you
1: want to do the most damage
0: you can yes, to that person. Yes. Like Bowen, Bowen did a couple of things too. All right. Like oh he did a couple Bowen. things that girl, he called... He woman did by another woman's name right. oh stop no my
1: while heart. he was climaxing <laughs> who does that oh, bowen McGreeve does that okay i'm back to hating
2: him a little bit <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's take a moment just a little. so i just i just really applaud her for that because i yeah. feel like too often you have the the heroes or heroines that are just so squeaky clean perfect and it's like oh, here's a hero that you're supposed to think he's an asshole because I want you to, but, like, is he actually doing asshole things? I don't know. Like, he was actually being an yeah. asshole in that moment, and you were supposed mm-hmm. to be like, what the fuck are you doing, Wrightstrom? Like, you're hurting her. And eventually, he pays for it and grovels, so. Yeah, but I think you also need to look at
1: it at this point, is, like, Sabine's done equally as evil things to him, oh, yeah. too, and, like, and I love that there's, like, that type of balance. Like, they both are on equal ground because, mm-hmm. you know, like, they both fight for what they want. They're both selfish in those moments. And it's just, like, it's amazing that Cressy Cole does that. She finds a way, like you said, to write scenes in that feel realistic despite it being such a fantasy paranormal world. Like, how would, like who would have thought I could relate to a demon? Who would have thought that I could relate to a sorcery, like, Surprise. sorcerer woman? <laughs> sorcery whatever you know <laughs> tomato
0: tomato <laughs> <laughs> and like it's not like it's not like Cressley Cole doesn't acknowledge that and that the characters themselves don't acknowledge that because Rydstrom literally breaks up with her at one point and says mm-hmm. straight up you bring out the worst in me and that's yes. why I'm, I'm breaking up with you because this is bad for both of us and for everyone involved yeah. and and she, oh my god, and then she says in her head, she's like, I wanted him not to give up on me. Yeah. <laughs> Stop.
1: Because, like, I feel like that's what we ultimately want. We want yeah. someone Love that, me like, at you my know, worst. we show our demons to. Love me at
0: my best. Yes. Be with me along the ride. Yeah.
1: Yes. And in that moment, Sabine's man, the man that she bared her soul to, well, not really, but, like, the man that saw her at her worst Yeah, didn't want her. And, mm-hmm. like, that's so heartbreaking. But obviously, 10 minutes later, he told her, you know, I came back. Like, I, I can't give you up. <laughs> he found
0: her yeah. crying on the sidewalk. I know. Oh, that, that broke my heart. And she's like screaming because she knows her sister is in trouble. And she's like, I'm stuck here and you're gone. And you've broken up with me. And now I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> it was really dramatic. Dramatic and we love it.
1: <laughs> I know. I love They were such a dramatic pairing. Oh, like, God. I loved it. I yeah, lived for them.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> what did you guys think about them as a couple? Because
0: I... I love them. I love, love them as them. a couple. I feel like, okay, I feel like this is a case of they could literally only be with each other. No one yes. else, no one else in the world could be with Sabine and no one else in the world could be with Bridgestone. Like they only work together and they're a chaotic pair to say the least. But like, you know, sometimes like little chaos is fun. <laughs> they're
1: fine for each other. You know? Yeah, like, I honestly don't think, as you said, they could be with anyone else. And um, I'm so mad I didn't save it. But, like, do you guys have, like, um, the first page, like, where they have, like, their little quotes? I have
2: it. Is it the little quotes from the beginning? Yeah, that he says about her. Okay, it says, that sorceress might be an evil bitch, but she's my evil bitch and I'll have no other.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. See, like, I love them. And I love that he acknowledges the type of person she is. And like, lets her be because I remember pretty early on in the book, he was like, "You know what? She can change. I know she's capable of change." But then in the end, he's like, "You know what? Screw this. I love my evil sorceray."
0: Also, like another reason why they're perfect for each other is at the end when he's like, he reveals that, like he he fake married her. Like it, the marriage wasn't real. Oh yes, I have and that he, in my was, notes. he was he yeah. was so scared that she was gonna break because of that, and she's like actually proud <laughs> she's just like oh my god you got one on me <laughs> <I'm proud." laughs>
1: yeah
2: i was, was like good. oh
1: my god sabine <laughs> her character was so funny and like just i loved her Like, i thought too i thought like like rydstrom she was gonna go the route of you know being hurt by what happened yeah. that she wasn't actually his wife but she's like nah she was just angry and i loved it no she wasn't I angry
0: she was like actually proud she was like wow <laughs> I'm
1: impressed. No. <laughs> I meant, like, she was angry that he got one on her. Like, oh. and I love that she's like, you know what? I'm proud of you, but, like, I'm still going to hold this over your head, you know, when yeah. I need it.
0: <laughs> she actually reminds me of um, Manon Blackbeak. Did you guys, mm. Did you guys get that feeling from the Throne of Glass series by Sarah Jones? No, it's but like, now that you mentioned it, yeah. She's kind of Manon in some ways. Yeah. I could see it. Yeah. No, I never thought about it until you said it, but. Yeah. Yeah. And. He's kind of
1: Dorian, <laughs> so like kind of, so we kind of got Minorian. we kind of did, <laughs> I mean, um, like I can see that, oh my gosh,
0: yes, they're both kinky, yeah, yeah, and he's <laughs> he's like a prince with the lost kingdom, and like he's got to get his kingdom back, and he's yeah. fighting this war, and like it's it's minorian, <laughs> March, I can see it.
1: mind blown (laughs) i never even thought about that i actually i i like them a
0: lot more more than i thought you know more than i already did thanks for that little i mean i i have to admit the dorian thing i only just thought of now but like the Manon thing i had thought about because it's like she's literally Manon, anyways Mm. minus the amazing uh deadly nails but you know no, she does have long nails. She does. She had have claws yeah, she that, she she had... Had that had claws. See? Yeah. <laughs> See? <laughs> Sarah J. Maas, we all know where you got the inspiration from Anon, now. now <laughs> um, What did you guys think of... And I feel like that's maybe a controversial thing. I feel like this is the kind of thing that people could either like or hate. And it's the fact that at the end, he doesn't trust her. And so they have this... Plate or whatever it was, like this artifact that if it breaks, she's lied. Like, how did you guys feel about the fact that they needed that even at the end? It wasn't in the end. Well, towards the end, like towards the end, yeah. seventy <laughs> percent.
1: Well, yeah. I feel like that's sort when of the relationship actually started.
2: To be honest, I feel like it was necessary in a way, no?
0: Mm-hmm. Because they I think they it kept, was
2: too. Yeah. yeah. They kept lying to each other and and I think they
0: needed that little test to kind of move their relationship forward. I just feel like some people would want him to just be fine with her and just assume that she'll never lie again. And I kind of liked that That's not how it went down. Like, he still had trust issues. Yeah. Like, for
1: good reasons. Yeah, look at how they started off. She literally abducted him off the street and tied him up and locked him in a dungeon. Like, that will cause trust issues. Like, at the end of the day, I like that they... She gave him that option. Like, she's like, I know you won't trust me. Realistically speaking, I've done some stupid shit and I've done some horrible things to you. You won't trust me. And so here's something that will make you... You know, have that faith in me, you know? You won't see it shatter if I, like, you know, if she lies, it'll shatter, but, you know?
0: I feel like otherwise this trust issue would have loomed over their relationship, you know? So the fact that they have that means that they can move forward with their lives and, like, not worry about it. Plus, I'm sure that, like, years down the line that won't even be, like, an issue anymore and I wouldn't be surprised if, like, they had some kind of ritual where they take the artifact off the wall and, like, say to yeah. hell with it. Like, I trust you. But, like, I don't I wouldn't like... even say it's years. I was going to say,
1: it wasn't even going to be years down the line. I'm pretty sure as soon as they got home, they got rid of it. Because, like, I don't know. I feel like they finally, at the end of that book, you know, tore all their walls down and, like, mm-hmm. exposed themselves fully. And I don't know what else either of them could have done to build that trust because yeah like I feel like the covenant the you know the ornament didn't obviously solve their trust issues. He still was trying to keep her past the six days that she had promised him, and I think he had to slowly you know believe that she could want him, and obviously at the end, he finds out when all the walls are down that you know a future with Sabine is happening like it's it's their life now, like their life together is happening
0: yeah plus when you when you've been hurt. You need proof that the other person can't hurt you again in the sense that, like, say people that get cheated on, oftentimes they have trust issues afterwards. And they're like, well, I need your phone not to have a password or I need to know the password of your phone. You know what I mean? And it's kind of it's kind of similar to that. It's like, well, I need this thing that will prove to me that you're not lying because you've been lying to me this this whole time, you know? Yeah. So. And like, you know, Sabine obviously doesn't come from like the most reputable background. Yeah. Um, do we want to get into um, the monster of the story? Um,
1: I feel like, yeah, we, yeah. we should. Let's, let's okay. just do it. Who or what is the monster of the story?
0: I think pride is a huge one for both of them, possibly, but definitely Rystrom. Yes. Especially when it comes to the issues with his brother and what happened. With mm-hmm. him understanding that, you know, your kingdom is sometimes not as important as the lives of other people. Or, I don't know, like, I I, I think when he was ready to give it up and he was like, brother, you're going to be a great king. Like, I think he was ready to let it go for that to not be him and not his life. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. Please help.
2: <laughs> it, re- it reminds me a little bit of that quote where Rydstrom says, um, it goes, Rydstrom would die for his people, Whitewood and Cadeon. And yeah. I feel like he put a lot of pressure on on Cade.
0: On I I mean, Cade to be like him.
2: Yeah. But the truth is, he's not. No. And I feel like he kind of resented Cade as well because he didn't have. I felt like Cade, uh, Re- Rydstrom resented Cade mm-hmm. because Cade didn't have the same responsibilities as him. Mm-hmm. You know, he was sent off with his foster family and.
1: And Rydstrom even said it, he said that he wasn't hard on Cade, not because of what happened in the past, but because of like the way he was living his life. Um, but I think it also like going back to um Rydstrom telling Cade, um, You're gonna meet King now, I think it's again bringing back like the idea with Nikolai and his brothers um taking away their choice Mm -hmm. taking away like the option that you know you can make your choice you can live the life how you wanted he was telling Cade you know what I'm gonna die I'm giving up the kingdom because Sabine is more important to me you're gonna be king and like he wasn't gonna take any other answer but you know you are the king um and I think like They their like relationship has so much more to go. Like, it has... They have to rebuild, I think. Like, it's just a tough situation. And I think at the end, they've, you know, they themselves don't really think that, you know... I don't know how to explain it. But, like, for me, like, the way I'm looking at it is, like, I didn't like that he put that ultimatum on Cade. And, like, I think just the idea that choice being taken away is just... I think it's a common theme in this series.
0: But I... We talked about perspectives, and I also think... I don't I I don't remember if in Cade's book we know that Rydstrom actually witnessed his entire family dying yeah. you know and that's why Cade was so important to him and why he sent him away and and you know why the kingdom was so important because he wasn't supposed to be the heir to begin with, Rystrom was a supposed to be I know, it was there. There. Sure, yeah. His brother died and they had sisters that died. So when you say it's like Nikolai, it's exactly like Nikolai. Like, mm-hmm. it's the one that witnesses everyone dying and then is left with the decision, well, what do we do now? Like, how do I protect my people? True. How do I protect yeah. my family from this ever happening again? And I think mm-hmm. in part, this is why Rystrom was holding on to his kingdom so hard. It's because he saw that happening and he, he just wanted protection for these people you know yeah and sometimes it's it's at the detriment of his own family members but yeah i think i think by the end when he made that like when he was ready to make that sacrifice for sabine um in part it's i don't know like cuz he was so selfless but that was about being selfish for once you know true
1: I never really looked at it that way, but yeah, Rydstrom was really selfless in that point. Um, I mean up until that point. But he wanted something for himself. But I just like it's like the whole like the whole cycle, you know, Rydstrom's own choice was taken away. But yet, you know, he's repeating the cycle with taking away Cades. But obviously ultimately that's not the case. That didn't happen. Rydstrom got to be the king. Um but I mean, yeah, it's just the the idea of choice being taken away, I think, is a, it's not even just a common thing in you know, the series, but I think that's something common in, like, life. I feel like something that's, like, everyone can relate to. Like, you're not making your own choices in life. I think that's something a lot of people can relate to.
0: Well, duty is a messy thing, so.
1: Yeah. um, For a monster that I found, um, for me, I thought the monster Sabine had to face was society. um, In the sense where, like, she, you know, she's a wanted woman by the Reckners. Like, they want to kill her. Um, because like they obviously kill all um, sorcerai. Is that how you say it, Marge? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, also she gets saved by Amort, and obviously we know that he is, you know, the ultimate evil. But it's also quote unquote like her only family besides obviously Lanthi. So like, she had to she had to be evil. She had to show no weakness. But at the same time, when she met Rydström, she. Obviously, had to look at her world in a different light. And she had to see that, you know, it's, it, it was a pretty gruesome world. And she even says, um, for some reason, she didn't want him to think just because she lived here, she was like them. But she had to put on that facade that, you know, she was evil. And that made everyone's perception of her different than who she actually was, so I think, for her, her monstrous was society. Because Rydstrom is also like, yeah, no, she's too evil. But she actually wasn't.
0: Yeah. Also... Probably addiction, though that was forced on her. But I mm-hmm. I still think that was something that loomed over her. Also, her... Like, she didn't think she deserved happiness.
1: Yeah, I think they both thought that too. Rydstrom as well. Yeah. And, like, I think it's really sad. Like, I feel like a monster that they mutually faced was loneliness. Lanthi commented on it for Sabine and then Rydstrom. Sabine noticed it in him. And it's just, like, it's so sad that they both battle loneliness and, like, they finally find each other. But at what cost? Like, it was just...
0: Yeah, she's, like, the queen of illusions, right? She's constantly shaping the world as she wants it. But he says at one point about her, he's like, you see yourself as an illusion. Like, you don't... Who are you? Like, who... Like, I don't know. Like, I just thought that was really interesting how... I don't know. What do you think that means?
1: Well, I think in like her world of like the Pravis of like the world of, of more and his kingdom, it's she had to show that she had no weakness. So she started living that way and started believing that that's how she had to live her life to show no weakness. And that itself became an illusion. And so for her, like tearing down her walls and in her case, tearing down her illusions about herself, you know, removing the, uh, the illusion of like the white streak, she no longer could hide it um, the, you know, the throat slit mark on her neck. She couldn't hide that anymore either. And it's just, like, finally, like, revealing her scars. And that was her first step in revealing her inner scars as well. And I think, yeah, she was living an illusion because she had to.
0: Plus, if you you die that many times, wouldn't you start seeing life as an illusion? Yeah. Like, was she living or was she simply surviving? She was only surviving. She was. I don't think she was. She well, we've said like she, she didn't feel like she was worth it. She only wanted to save, land, lengthy. like that. That yeah. was her only purpose, like just survival and and eventually making it out alive and and free. So and I
1: think, um, Rydstrom kind of hit it on the nail when he kind of told her. Um, like, he was thinking and he didn't tell her that, like, she didn't really value death because, mm. like, she had died so mm. many times. And I think, like, as long as she didn't value death, she knew that, you know, it, it's inevitable. And, like, yeah, she's lived so many, like, through so many deaths. It's just her end goal was protecting her sister and making sure that her sister had a good life. Um, So, yeah, I think it's, like, I think it brings it back to, like, the fear of death. Like, You know, like, and Lord death. Um, she no longer feared death. And like that made her, you know, fearless. Sometimes stupid, but like, yeah. I just think, you know, fear of death. I think everyone should have, like, should have it, but Sabine kind of
2: didn't. And that was another thing that they mentioned that attracted Omar to her, right? Was yeah. Was the fact that she she kept dying, and he couldn't die. Oh yes, I, think they I remember, did comment right? on that. And that was probably one of the reasons why he just he was so obsessed with her.
1: Yeah, because she's known what it felt like to die.
2: Yeah, he was such a creep. He okay, was. Okay, so, so the monster of this story that I think is Omar. plain and simple, <laughs> literally. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. He's a monster.
0: <laughs> but yeah. not the attractive. He's type. a creepy. Not the kind we want to no. play around with. No. Nope. No.
1: And for him, it's like. I honestly could not see his side of things. Like, you know how, like, as readers, we try to see different characters in different lights and try to see them in different perspectives. But for him, I honestly could not see a good side. Like, there was
0: nothing I, about him spawn that... He's of evil. I I don't think I you're
2: supposed to see his side. No, I know. I know. <laughs> he's like... But there's Literally. always, there's always, like,
0: uh, Emma's father,
2: right? Like, there was, he was yeah. evil, but there was, like, Oh, he some wasn't type like of... that. Emma's
0: father was gr- more gray. More interesting to me,
2: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but with Omar, there wasn't anything that could be, like, redeemable, like, even a little bit. like Because
1: he, thing. basically, because he was all evil, he didn't really have a conscience. He didn't really have anything that would have made him good. Same with Groot. I think Groot and him were both evil, but, like, Groot still had, like, the idea of he's lonely. You know, like, that was his thing that was driving him to want the vessel to also, obviously, you know, he wants to produce the ultimate evil as well, but he was lonely at the end of the day. Omar, I have no like. he had like he was just evil. No conscience, no goodness, nothing about him.
0: Omort is the embodiment of wrongness. Like
1: that is yeah. that's
0: what he is. He's the wrongness in the world. He was produced as such. So you yeah. know, and, and similarly, a a child like Cade and um Holly's child will probably be the embodiment of, of goodness. So. They're having twins. So children. Oh, true.
1: That's um, what they said.
0: And then we're gonna read yeah. their books. Maybe. Hopefully. I don't know. Crossing my fingers. I don't <laughs> even uh, Immortals After Dark. Second generation. <laughs> Book <Coming>. 108. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly,
1: <laughs> wouldn't be bad. Wouldn't be neither. Um I know I'm like really like random right now, but so Cresty Cole's humor in general is just so funny to me. And I think like you said earlier on in this episode, Marge, that um like you didn't find this book that humorous and then I said that I feel like this book was humorous despite the serious situations. Like one scene that really highlighted that was um when Cade went to find Nyx and then brought her back. And, like, Sabine is literally dying on the bed, like, coughing up blood, like, poison is everywhere. And, like, Nyx just comes in and she's like, what is going on here, she asked. All Katie would ever say, would say is, have you ever wanted to see a scene from The Exorcist in real life? <laughs> and I'm like, so, Kate, your sister-in-law is literally dying from poison and this is what you decide to wear to Nyx. And I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. I loved, I loved it. I was laughing despite my stress of the situation.
0: okay it's not that there were no it's not that there was no humor in this book I just thought it was more restrained than the previous book books in Mm. a great way in a necessary way yeah
1: yeah I would agree with that I think yes this book was more serious and like more heavy Mm -hmm. but I think the parts that really had humor in it really shone like it really shined through for me at least And then also, like, again, with the humor in this, you know, when she was here, I just thought it was so funny, like, her revulsion with how the women were living. Yeah. And, like, how he talked about, um, is her name Dorinda? Yeah. And how, like, he's like, I like that she cares about others above herself, he said. I admire that she's noble-minded and virtuous. Sabine gave a scoff. I could be virtuous if I wanted to be. And then in an incredulous tone, he said, you don't know the meaning of virtue. And then she's like, of course I do. It means your thong must be white.
2: (laughs) I love that part. That's so funny.
1: And I love that he was just exasperated. He's like, oh my gosh, like, God, give me strength to deal with this woman. She is so funny. Anyways, Becca was
0: ready to lose her V card. <laughs> she mm. was like, "Please take it from me."
1: <laughs> I know. She was ready. She's waited 500 years.
0: Wow. <laughs> That's a long time. A <laughs> long time.
1: Imagine imagine going through like her like your transition cuz remember it's like when you're hyper, you oh, know, yeah. like sensitivity. Like, like Yeah. Yeah, and you're a, horny af so imagine yeah. going through that and not being able
0: to you know and for imagine for the whole world to know and see it because they all know it's gonna shatter when she's sex it's like <laughs> geez, yes. it's public and, like the, fact that they're all, <laughs> and fact, like
1: the fact that they're yeah. all just waiting in the throne room too to see when it falls
0: Especially Omar, that little creep. Like, he's staring Ew! at it. Like, he going to break? And then the second that it freaking breaks, he's like, "Bay, <laughs> Can we now? <laughs> <have laughs> <it? laughs> <Yes>. Disgusting. <laughs> so creepy. What did you guys think of the fact that they don't adopt Puck? Oh,
2: yeah, I I expected it to happen. Like, I was waiting for that moment.
0: I kind of wanted them to as
1: well. I was really mad that she didn't a- adopt him. Yeah. But at the same time, like, apparently she sees him as often as she can. Yeah.
0: Well, I thought it was interesting because you kind of get a sense that um she wanted it. She wanted to adopt Puck, but Dorinda had, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> was there first. <laughs> Stake her claim on him, Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I thought that was yeah. interesting how you could feel that she was kind of disappointed a little bit. And I was like, oh, but I, wish but I also
1: happened. like, I think she still has a fair, like a long way to go
0: in terms of like oh, yeah.
1: being able to take care of a child because like she's not, she hasn't really shown the kid affection.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine her with a child? <laughs> She'd be like here, take barn. this little thing. <laughs> she'd be like dangling it by the, the back of the, be... the neck, like the scruff of the neck. Like, what yeah. is this thing? It stinks. I know. <laughs> or she'd be like dressing her child in like great diamonds and gold, and or like she would forget the diaper needs dress. to be changed. <laughs>
1: And she would like not be able to handle like the idea of even like changing a diaper. She'd be like, "Why can't oh, he clean no. up after Ry- himself?" Rystrom is
0: on diaper duty his entire For life. life. All For she eternity. would do, yeah,
1: all she would do is just like look at the kid and be like, "Oh, it's not ugly," and then you know, call it a day.
0: Yeah, she'd be like, "The spawn stinks. Do something about it." <laughs> yeah. It. She'd call it it. Oh yes,
1: and I love that they even remarked upon it. Oh my gosh, another favorite scene when they were in the camp. When, like, um, one of the females, after, like, you know, she saved everyone from the dragon basilisk thing.
0: Yeah.
1: And, like, everyone was coming to her and, like, looking at her as, like, their queen or whatever. And, like, sh- one of the girls asked her to name her horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And yes. she named it. Phalachia? Phalachia. Phalachia. Yeah. And no one knew what it meant, obviously. But then Rydstrom hears the name. And he's like, Sabine. What the hell are you doing? Why are because you corrupting they don't me? Because like,
0: they don't speak the same language, right? So I know, I know. And no then one. once they finally
1: hear what it actually meant, like, <sighs> Sabine is so funny. She's so rootless in the in the greatest way. All right, time for our favorite part <laughs> of the episode. I feel like I, I'm having so much fun. right t- like I can't speak today. Let me read that.
0: <laughs> i'm ready time all right to rank people let's go who's going first
2: dun, 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 i'll go first this time okay go
0: marge okay uh guy or girls um girls first okay sabine <laughs> surprise it surprise is my new favorite missed well i mean surprise surprise it's kind of a shocker it's been the same for how many episodes at this point Probably. this is yeah. this is huge Okay. Yeah. Sabine missed. Then I have Katerin and Holly as like a tie. Mariketta, Emma, Naomi. S. As... Okay, I have uh Mariketta,
2: Holly, Sabine. I have missed and Katerin the same. And then Emma and then Naomi. <laughs> Our lists are so different.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, number one. Is Maryketa, Sabine, Catherin, Holly, then Mist, then Emma, and then Naomi. Our lists are so different.
0: Yeah. For
1: the men, let's do the guys. (laughs) Ryström.
0: I'm expecting some. (laughs) I'm putting. I no. I'm literally in shock. Nikolai. Guess. Hold on. Hold on.
1: Wait. I'm not over. I'm not over (laughs) Ryström taking top place. My shock, you know, held me in place. I wait. Well, what? listen.
0: The only thing that puts him first is the fact that he's a kinky boy, and that's the only why the the only reason why he gets <laughs> the top place, the, the top spot, because my boy Nikolai still <laughs> has my heart. Okay. Rystrom, Nikolai, Cage, Conrad, Bowen, Ty, Sebastian, Lackland. Okay. I still can't believe Nikolai dropped.
2: Alright. <laughs> okay, so for me is Bowen, Katie on. Um it was supposed to be a little fair, but <laughs> scratched that off. <laughs> uh Lacklane and then Nikolai, Rydstrom,
0: Conrad, and then Sebastian. I feel like we should right. start doing them from the bottom to the top. <laughs> that way it's more suspense. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Seth, do yours. Okay, we can do that.
1: So, um, am I doing it from the no? My do favorite it, do to it my... from the
0: top to the bottom, and we'll do bottom to the next, top next time. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. So, top spot is still Conrad.
0: Damn.
1: <laughs> Bowen.
2: Um. So this took a little shake up. Wait, week, wait, okay. wait. Us. Uh, so where was Wright Strowman? Yours? He was one, two, three, four, five, fifth place.
0: Ah! Hold wait, on. You didn't, like the that geeky. did not register with me. What? <laughs> Hold
2: on, fifth. <laughs> Want me to go back and read my list Out again? Seventh, fifth.
1: Yeah, but you like the kinky, so I'm kind of lost here. I like Nicola a little bit more
2: than. And Blackline is
0: before him, girl. You and the werewolves. She was Team Jacob. Everyone, this is why she's yeah. canceled. Her opinion is canceled. <laughs> but yeah, I love werewolves. <laughs> Anyways. Seth, your order. Start over. Okay,
1: as you, uh, you know, interrupted me. I'll start from yeah, the sorry, beginning sorry, again.
0: Sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay. I no, was in I didn't. Shock. Even, I didn't even re- <laughs> register
1: with me that Rydstrom dropped to fifth yeah. on her list. Okay, so Conrad, Bowen, Rydstrom, Cade, Nikolai, Sebastian, and then Lachlane. So my like last week, Cade and Bowen were tied for second. Okay. But This week, I decided to make Rydstrom third, and then Cade dropped to fourth.
0: (gasps) I know. Damn. So we both prefer Rydstrom to Cade, and S doesn't. Yes. Interesting. This is cool, though. (laughs) If we all had, like, the same opinion, I feel like that wouldn't be as fun.
1: And at least this way, we're not fighting over men. Mm. But I will say from now, Lothair is mine. Like, you guys can't even try to fight over it.
0: All right, Lothair is yours until I say otherwise.
1: Uh, no, you know what? This is going to cause a fight on our episode, and I don't think our listeners want to hear a fight,
0: so. Maybe, okay, hopefully I'll love the, the Dark Fae more than than Lothair so that we don't have to fight over him. I'm thinking I'm just going to pull a, um, a Nyx and, and get myself a um, harem.
1: Right? I mean, like, at this point, there's so many hot males in this world. Why
0: not do that? Alright, are we done? Yeah. Nothing else to say? I'm yeah. sorry guys, we were such a mess today. <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> it's because of the enthusiasm and <laughs> not just because we're messy people. <laughs> <laughs> or are we? Um but yeah, this is it for this week. Um this week's episode of Romance and the Monsters on Kiss of the Demon's Demon Sky. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. Demon Sky. Let's do it again. All right, so this is it for this week's episode of.
2: don't
0: look at her. All right, so this is it for this week's episode of Romance and the Monsters. Um, I hope you enjoyed our discussion of Kiss of a Demon King by Cressley Cole. Um, next week, we are—we don't actually know what we're reading next week, but um, make sure to check out our social media to find out um, you can find us on both twitter and instagram at no that's not true you can find uh, find us on instagram at romance of the monsters podcast or twitter at the rtm pod you can also email us if you want to at romance of the monsters podcast at gmail.com and you can find me on both twitter and instagram at Frozen and lovers
2: and you can find me us on both instagram and twitter at but this book
1: and you can find me stuff on both Instagram and Twitter at ProsWithWolves. And that's it. That's the end of our episode. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, goodbye, I guess. Bye. See you next goodbye. time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>